This is The Pool, I'm Ryan Coleman, your host, and this is episode 22. What's up, y'all? Thanks for joining me back here again. A third week in a row. Can y'all believe it? The pool? <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Rain Coleman, the carefree blackest of the nerds, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Pool. Uh, first and foremost, housekeeping, first shit out the way, it's hot as hell down here. Uh, you guys know that I'm down here in Texas, Tejas. And I'm burning up. So understand that this episode has been brought to you by so much love because I could be blasting my air conditioning system unit right now, AC Central Air, and it would make a lot of noise. But for you guys, I'm going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the sweat. I'm hot as hell. Can't go nowhere, just gig. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, um, again, this is Rain Coleman, your host. Hit me up on the social medias Twitter, Carefree Blurred, all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd, of course. And um, tweet me, use that hashtag, ThePoolCBN or CBNPod, whichever flavor fits your fancy. <laughs> Both of those hashtags will be in the show notes if you need a bit of a reminder when I make this a conversation. And, um, Shit, yeah, do all that good stuff. So diving right into some housekeeping, um, Carefree Black Nerd came off the hiatus, all cylinders running, we got the um, Alisa Tagger episode that's up and live, we have the first uh, of the two-part in-game discussion with Esco Blades, uh, dope-ass discussion, so that's that. Coming up next will be the part two, which will be this upcoming Sunday. Um, got some movies coming out, got some, some reviews coming up. So that's that. As always, check out the BYNK Radio fam. You got I Sid Davis over there at the Social Introvert, and you have Cole Jackson and Real Shogun Beats over there at Government Name, pumping out good content as well. All right, y'all. So we're going to dive right into some freaking headlines. Uh, I wonder, should I take a break? Oh, my. Who brought this cake? This is delicious. I thought you might want to see the spring reading list. Oh, are you having cake? Try the cake. Oh, are you having cake? Huh? Arthur, I thought I'd better bring you the spring reading. Oh, are you having cake? Brownie cake. You made cake for me? And we're back. All right, we're getting into some headlines, y'all. Uh, a few things going on this week, or that's been going on in the past week. May Jemison, uh, I believe I'm saying her name correctly. My apologies to her if I have not. But she gets her own Lego figurine. Now, for those of you unaware, she's an astronaut. A physician and entrepreneur trained as a medical doctor. Jemison became the first african-american woman in space back in what 19 of 92 uh she retired from nasa then established a um god was it nano company a, a company excuse me that developed new technologies and did a bunch of educating for kids i want to say in engineering first of all black girl magic through and through but i'm thinking like okay now she has her own lego i can't recall and i may just not be aware but i can't recall in my lifetime 
someone getting that Lego treatment and it wasn't a big deal I think when I was a kid but even more so now with like the Lego movie and the resurgence of its popularity I wonder if she might be in the next Lego movie you know and then if though it's a Lego and it's her likeness does she get paid for that you know what I'm saying so kudos to her though for that and uh I might have to go out and, and see about picking me up that particular figurine. I don't know if it comes with a set, maybe a spaceship or something. But I, I think I might invest in that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, for those of you who say, hey, it's a wonderful kind of day. Hey, when you learn to walk and play, hey, and get along with each other. So, Mr. Ratburn from Arthur. Now, those of you who may be too young, I don't think you'll be too young. Okay, so this is the story. Mr. Ratburn, a teacher of Arthur on the PBS cartoon, that's where I know him from, has gotten gay married recently in season 22. Um, my understanding, because at the time of this recording, I have not seen that episode. Hell, I forgot Arthur was even still coming on. Uh, well, I didn't realize it was still coming on, rather. Uh, Mr. Ratburn, what I'm seeing online is that the treatment of this storyline has been very tasteful it's been very this is a man this is something that happened it hasn't been the quote-unquote gay episode or the gay marriage episode so i'm gonna hold off our judgment but i'm assuming that it is a pretty decent um handling of the character because what first and foremost i thought he was gay when i was a kid anyways secondly this is a show that prides itself on educating kids and having these kind of complex situations. And even if they're as small as a bully on the playground to a cartoon character to something extreme as like parents getting divorced, Arthur has always and consistently um, pumped out good quality, quote unquote, wholesome content. So uh, I'm just more surprised that Arthur is still even airing, to be quite honest, uh, past any sexual or marriage things. Uh, sexual orientation let me be specific or um marriage or whatever going on on that show it's probably going to end up being like the simpsons where no one ages <laughs> and you get 20 plus 30 plus years of this good content uh so kudos to mr ratburn um and his husband <laughs> now moving on here guys gambit dun 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 uh, uh, Gambit. All right, so Gambit has been canceled. <laughs> My understanding, it had it was slated for March 13th of 2020, but that was really kind of never realistic with the new Disney merger, deal merger thing on the horizon. And I say that because prior to the Disney thing, I felt like if Channing Tatum had have been able, because I don't know the reasons why it has not got off the ground, but if he had have been able to get a Gambit movie made under that Fox umbrella and done well, much like Ryan did with um, with uh, Deadpool, then maybe we would see some Gambit, some Gambit being carried over. This this movie, sadly enough, seems to have been ended but since it first started. It was like, God damn, every time you turned around, the news about Gambit was bad. I know there was a fan film about Gambit I want to say it was like maybe 12 to 17 minutes and I saw it on YouTube this was I think a few years ago and I loved it, it was it was cool what I'm coming to notice is that a lot of fan stuff is is really good um, things that I've seen that Gambit film that I don't remember the specifics about there is a Harbinger 
Ninja versus the Valiant Universe type, um, and I don't know if that's fam, fam, fan film or if that's just a low budget production, but I don't know that it's tied with Valiant. I'll say fan film, not, uh, and hoping that I'm not disrespecting anyone or offending anyone, but I'm putting it in the context of this isn't some major motion picture uh, to theater movie. It was that there's also a series online about Nightwing uh, that, not Nightwing, uh, Jason Todd. And that is some good shit. They just got their season two. And I'm not going to go into too much depth here because I didn't put in the research. But I, I remember seeing the episodes. But look on YouTube and search it. Maybe I'll talk about it on the next episode of The Pool. But there are a lot of fan stuff that are doing really well. Um that I feel like Gambit just kind of missed the boat, like mutant and proud all day long. But we got a Gambit in the Wolverine Origins movie, which was cool. Um, if it seems like if you were going to continue on this Gambit train, that time, maybe a couple years after that would have been the time you should have jumped on it. I don't know who asked for a Gambit film. Um, I think it would be a nice exploration of a character if you could set it in New Orleans and have an actual quote-unquote Cajun, I say quote-unquote because I'm not 100% familiar with the Cajun Creole folks, but if you could get some authenticity, even, I don't know, I just I just think that you could have done better. And Gambit just never seemed like it was going to get made at all. So yeah, it's whatever. Gambit is as Gambit does. Uh, so speaking of Disney merger deals and all that, Disney Hulu, like... Wow. So Disney and Comcast announced a deal um, where Disney would assume full operational control of Hulu effective immediately. The deal that is within the next five years or within five years. Um, Comcast has agreed to sell its Hulu stake to Disney for at least five point eight billion. OK, so that. I honestly don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, Disney has a monopoly on so many different streaming services and so many different properties. And yet we get like things live action films, which I mean, I'm sure one, I'm certain Lion King is going to be good, uh, but I'm not. I, I'm not jaded or not jaded. I don't have these rose colored glasses. I do understand that this is a remake of a movie that came out decades ago and you're just repeating the exact same movie and i'm going to see it i ain't gonna hold you up i'm going to see the bee king and um but then you have like your maleficent uh part two i i'm hoping that with the acquisition of all these different like properties and streaming services and whatnot that we'll get more original content uh and I'm hoping that the content we get isn't couched in this, like, quote-unquote, wholesome, no-cursing, very friendly, friendly, family-friendly sort of gaze. I'm hoping, but it's like, God, you are, you are the Thanos. You are acquiring all the Infinity streaming services, all the Infinity properties, and, you know, what's, I don't know. But I am, um... I don't mean to sound so somber, but it is like, like I don't know if this is good or bad. And I guess depending on how you feel, 
it could be then again it might not let me know um in the comments let me know if you're listening on youtube you know make me a little a little, a little comment hey i hate this shit i like this shit or you know tweet me carefree blurred use that hashtag the pool cbn or cbn pod um yeah, I'm just, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. Like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Me, I'm still kind of making up my mind. Um, I do know that I'm enjoying what we're getting from Disney and the anticipated projects that are coming out, much like Disney Plus, which will, which has a release date of Tuesday, November 12th, 2019. So that's good and interesting. I am more hopeful or confident with them than i was with the dc app and i've been enjoying the dc app so it's not it's not a dig against them it's just marvel has shown you know with the power of disney even prior to disney that they have you know they know what they're doing or they're they're doing good things or they're doing well uh thought out things because you know yeah we just came off of in game but yeah there's that um, so Disney Plus for six ninety nine or five ninety nine, I think, no more than like seven dollars to start. We're gonna get Disney Plus. So you know, all Star Wars, all old Disney movies and shows, and then the Marvel of it all, and whatever else they acquire. So you know, let me know if you're looking forward to that. Okay, sticking with the Marvel Fox ish sort of thing, Dark Phoenix. All right, so. I wasn't very confident in this Dark Phoenix movie. Um, I had been very vocal about my non-comfort, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better term. But I have to say, they wore me down. Like now, I am actually excited about seeing the movie. Like I'm anticipating. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited, and I don't know if it is by nature of the ads and the promos, by nature of me coming off of the end game high, is it that I know this is kind of the last chapter that we're getting of the Fox X-Men mutant universe, it's that we're getting these fan favorites and favorite characters folded into the MCU, you know, sometime here, like it could be a number of things, but I can say that I still am a bit apprehensive, like oh, what they're gonna do. But I'm—I think I'm more excited than I am pessimistic about this movie. Um, Dark Phoenix comes out June seventh, uh, two thousand nineteen, and I'm interested to see what this is hitting for because, you know, they've—they've they've done things. I—I, I, oh God, um, Fox's Marvel, Fox's mutants have been handled in a way that is very interesting. And as as a fan of the properties, has not always made its mark. But they do exist, and people do enjoy them. And there are good bits and parts that are in, you know, the larger universe. So I don't want to write it off. Um, I just want to I want to stay in this feeling of being excited for this movie, and I hope that uh, that continues on. But I still I do plan on seeing Dark Phoenix. Like just that's just it. And um, hopefully New Mutants too, but whatever. We'll, we'll stop at Dark Phoenix. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's going on with that. And uh, when it finally hits theaters and hell, at this point, give us a three-hour version of Dark Phoenix. Because shit, like throw everything in that motherfucker. Don't edit nothing out. Just, just as long as it makes sense with the story, throw everything in there. Uh, character development and all. 
Um, Jennifer Lewis, though, not Jennifer Lewis, god damn it, Mystique, uh, Mocking Girl. I'm not really interested in seeing her, but other than that, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, Game of Thrones season eight, the final season. Yeah, uh, I have not been watching this season. I've been vocal about this as well. I am very much behind on Game of Thrones, but I don't care about spoilers because I'm going to eventually watch it all anyways. So either I'm going to have forgotten or even if I do remember by the time I'm watching it, that's not going to bother me because I'm into it, but I'm not into it, into it. Um, But Game of Thrones, you know, there's been a lot of shit going on. What I gather from social media and people, you know, talking mess on Twitter is that this season is felt a bit rushed. Um, felt a bit incomplete and that the writers and creative team have been kind of fucking over characters and storylines and stuff like they should not have Um, again this is all kind of hearsay on my part so if you guys can confirm tweet me carefree blurred and let me know or leave a comment in the comments um, on SoundCloud and all that other stuff too because I want to know like (laughs) what am I getting myself into I still plan on watching it all but there was that kind of (laughs) continuity error or would you call it a continuity error um whatever with the starbucks cup so much so that saturday night live did a very uh interesting spoof on it so i don't know whatever i'm i'm into it and i'm ready for uh for your guys's thoughts and i'm really ready to see it on my own i'll probably get around to it before the year is up but yeah very mixed reviews on game of thrones But that being said, I found this old picture, not old picture, this picture of, um, from Pose, because you know Pose is coming back this summer, and it was from the House of Abundance, so it was, um, the the entire family with their kind of, uh, European royal garb from, like, episode one, and I tweeted, like, (laughs) uh, okay, y'all, hear me out, what about Game of Thrones, but with Pose, FX and it was I was half-heartedly like oh what about this but I'm like think about this shit like if you could merge the Game of Thrones type lore and and drama and violence and 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 fantasy but mixed with the already kind of urban fantasy nature that is the ballroom culture like man that would be a phenomenal ass show like I might have to write a book on that. Like, you know, copyright, carefree black nerd. Let me write that ish. If we ever going to cross over, I got you. <laughs> but uh, from that, you know, I got a few comments and I thought, it, you know, it was cute. It was interesting. So I, I, I'd like to know what you guys think. What are some some shows that you would like to mash up or cross over that are not uh, in the same genre? I mean, they can they can be it, whatever. Just cause I just think Pose and Game of Thrones <laughs> A mix-up of that would be a oh, ferocity, a house of ferocity, a house of abundance, a house of elegance. <laughs> um, also, India Moore, shout out to Sister India Moore. She um, had a L, L magazine spread, and now I think I saw that she is uh, a new Calvin Klein model or did a Calvin Klein campaign, something of that nature, but... She is okay. I see you, boo. Get your shit done. So kudos to her. 
Um, so yeah, like I said, leave, leave me your, your mashup. What would be two shows that you want to see smushed together? Uh, two of your favorites. So they didn't even got to be favorites, but just two interesting shows that you'd like to see kind of crossed over. Um, yeah, leave a comment in the comments on YouTube or SoundCloud. Uh, or tweet me, Carefree Blurred, and let me know. Um, yeah, so we'll be back. This is Billy Batson, star reporter for station WIZZ-TV. He has been picked by the aged wizard Shazam to carry on the wizard's lifelong crusade against crime and the forces of evil. When Billy speaks the wizard's name, Shazam! Billy becomes Captain Marvel, mighty champion, combining the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We back now. The pool will be a bit short this episode. Uh, the book I picked up that I've been kind of slowly gaining my way through has been Jeff Smith's Shazam: The Monster Society of Evil. So I haven't seen Shazam yet. I know, I know. Uh, but hell, life gets in the way at times. Jeez. Uh, but no, this is such an interesting book, and it doesn't have. Like, the artwork is not for me. Uh, not that it's bad. It just feels very childlike. Um, and when I say not for me, it, it wouldn't stop me from reading this book. It's just, it's not aesthetically pleasing to me. But I do see that this is good quality artwork. And I have really been enjoying this. And as someone who is not familiar with Shazam and Shazam lore, like, I'm not one who knows about his creation and who his sidekicks are and what his stories were i just know what i've seen from the dc animated shows but this was a good book i'm still working my way through and this is it's the trade paperback but i'm trying to see if there's like how many issues this is i'm not sure please forgive me for that guys but um the the kind of synopsis is uh, the Creators of Bone presents his next master, please, please, peace. Acclaimed writer-artist Jeff Smith's award-winning comic book epic Bone has been hailed as an instant classic. Now the brilliant creator brings his talent for crafting stories with adventure, humor, and gorgeous artwork to DC Comics to reimagine the tale of Shazam for a whole new generation, which... I think, you know, in these first couple issues, they, hell, I'm more educated about Shazam. So it continues. When young orphan Billy Batson follows a mysterious stranger onto the subway, he never imagines he's entering a strange world of powerful withers, talking tigers, kid-eating monsters, giant robots, political intrigue, and mysterious villains. But Billy encounters all of that and more when the wizard gives him a magic word that transforms him into the world's mightiest mortal. Uh, to its credit, though, there is a lot of political kind of uh, Easter eggs dropping seasonings throughout this book. Mind you, I'm only through like the first three issues. I think I'm in the middle of the third issue. But this, like it... It's for, it's the story of an orphan who lives in a dilapidated, dilapidated, a abandoned uh, building somewhere in a city. I'm not sure if it's New York or if it's just a fictional city. It's probably New York. Um, 
and the shit that he has to deal with as a very tiny little boy dealing with like drug users, uh, physical abusers, uh, just the world at large. And it's interesting because it feels almost like if Billy had have been, let's say, 16 or 21, it would have felt more, uh, what am I trying to say? It would have felt more usual. I know that's, I know that's not, but I'm trying to get all my thoughts. It would have felt like a regular story, but because you have this tiny child living in this abandoned building with like cockroaches and filth who has this TV that's playing the news all the time. It's like, there's, there's something to just that alone that makes this story that much more, um, enriched. Because again, this is the child, though his surroundings are very heavy and sad, he's not watching cartoons, which is something I guess you would just immediately expect, okay, a kid would do. There isn't an explanation as where I am right now in the story of like, this is the only channel he gets. And it's, I don't think you're even made to, to think that deep into it, but it's just this young child who's abandoned, orphaned rather, and he's watching them. So it's, I, I think, I think... I really think Jeff Smith did a really good job, at the very least, with that part of this story. Now, we continue, but even with superpowers, Billy still has to make his way in a grown-up world. Can Billy find his long-lost sister, Mary, or foil the evil schemes of Dr. Sivana? Does he have any hope of defeating Mr. Mind in his monster's society of evil? Find out in a tale that's not only full of excitement, suspense, and wonder, but that also had critics cheering. And I agree. Like I said, what I've read so far is like really interesting and really good. And Billy feels like a child. Um, I think a lot of times when people write children into stories, it's, you can kind of slip into a few different uh, ways or phases where they are just so adult that it doesn't really seem genuine seems like you're just writing an adult as a tiny child or you could slip into that very extremely comically childish and i think that jeff has done a really good job in not doing that um from where i am so far i really enjoy billy uh i like shazam and i like his relationship with shazam and the wizard um, and even the old man, the, the homeless guy who he's like goes on errands for, uh, it seemed to move a bit quick. Uh, spoiler, there is a part where Billy goes down into the subway chasing after this guy who he says looks like his dad. And we know that Billy is an orphan and this is clearly set up for him to be followed and, you know, end up where he is with the wizard but it just that that portion of it felt a bit jarring to me because i'm like oh this shit is this shit is moving pretty quickly um but that's not to say that it isn't a good book because of that small part um like i said where i what i've where i've gotten so far i've really enjoyed and i'm um i'm going to continue the book i'll probably give an update let's say by the next episode of the pool but this was this was really good this is really good and i implore all of you guys to go out and check out the shazam maybe we can do a little uh conversation about it q a or something but i'm gonna go to a little break and we'll be back with the end of the show i remember the story of an evil witch 
and the princess she cursed to sleep forever. Many sights to see. The story became legend. But this is no fairy tale. There are many who prey on the innocent. I'm sure your kind would agree. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were making a threat. Well, do you? Do I what? No better. What have you done? Must be a season of All right, thank y'all. Staying here with me and stuff. Look at y'all. Look at you with your cute self. Looking like you look. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, a few things that I failed to mention. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. That trailer just dropped. And I I like I like what I'm seeing so far. First glance, I really enjoyed it. Um, I know Sid Davis has some, some, some choice words. I think he said on... Uh, on Facebook, who the fuck asked for this or something like that? <laughs> Sorry from lying on you see it. Um, yeah, but I'm 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 interested. Like I said, I know I had my little rant kind of about Disney and you know them doing these reboots, these reimaginings, these live action versions. But I did enjoy Angelina Jolie and Maleficent, and I I want to know what this story is like because now this is an original story. Whatever story you're telling, unless you're taking no this. To my knowledge, is an original story, so I I, I want to see what you gonna give me now. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, Wine Country. I saw that recently. It's like an older white girls trip, or just like a regular movie with a women on a trip together. Um, I fell asleep. Not that it's boring. <coughs> um, I don't know if it's for me. I'll have to try to rewatch it again. I know I was getting some social media comments about yeah, it's good and it's funny and this and that. Honestly, to be truthful, I only watched it because Maya Rudolph was in it. And I think she should be in more stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll just have to go back and watch it. And like I said, when I fell asleep, it's just because I was tired. It wasn't because it was just so boring. But I did say, I remember tweeting that I felt like this probably should have been a book or a series. It, it felt before I fell asleep. It didn't. It felt really slow. And it felt like... A lot of the jokes were hit or miss, but I might go back and watch it again. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so, y'all, that is the the end of the show. Some books that I'm looking forward to this week uh, from Ahoy Comics. There is Planet of the Nerds 2, issue number two. The first issue I have somewhere here in this house and have yet to get around to it, but pretty much the jocks are frozen in time and they're unthawed in this new modern world and trying to make it do what it do. So I'm interested in that. Uh, Devil's Do Comics, they have a book called Alexandria Acasa Cortez. I I don't know what's going on with that, but I think I'm going to pick that up and see what's what. Because, you know, comics have always been political and they don't shy away from having actual politicians in them. Hell, Spider-Man, uh, I believe, had a book with Obama and... Hillary Clinton showed up in Faith, and I'm not sure if Donald Trump, I feel like he has shown up in a book, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's see, DC Comics, Naomi number five, and Nightwing number 60 uh, for Image Comics, Bitterroot Trade Paperback. Like, first of all, I, God, I cannot say enough about Bitterroot. Please go out, pick up the trade. You ain't even got to pick up the single issues. The trade is out. Wednesday, today, tomorrow, or yesterday, whenever you're listening to this. Um, what else? Marvel, 
We got Black Widow number five. Now, I'm not really a fan of the Black Widow character, but this book seems to have seems to be doing well. Um, she's over there in Majapur, kicking ass and taking names, or taking names and kicking ass. And I'm, 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 I'm going to wait for that in trade paperback, but that is coming out, so I'm excited. Hey, I might pick it up, the fifth issue. Uh, what else? War of the Realms number four. Now, y'all, I said before, I'm interested in this um uh event and it's because of such a such positive reviews that i've heard but i'm still missing number two i refuse to go on so i have issues one and three i'll have four tomorrow or today or yesterday depending on when you're listening to this but i still don't have number two <laughs> so i don't want to have such a huge gap in the story for myself but it's that and valiant comics live wire number six now live wire if you don't know about Livewire, you want some representation. You want a badass black woman kicking ass, doing what the fuck she do, and making it happen. You need to be picking up Livewire. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, we're coming to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Make sure you're tweeting, live tweet. Use that hashtag CBNPod or the pool CBN. Tweet me carefree blurred and let me know that you're out there, you're listening, and that we're having this conversation. Uh, this podcast is available at BYNK Radio. It's available on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Player FM, YouTube, uh, and other podcasting platforms. <laughs> uh, hit me up on that Twitter. Hit me up on all other social medias at Carefree Black Nerd. And if you feel the need to, if the spirit moves you, go ahead and email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so all in all, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Had a good time talking with you all this week. Be back again next week. Make sure to check out the other shows in the Carefree Black Nerd feed. House of Poser Pod, that will be coming up soon in the summer when Pose comes back. And uh, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, pick up your comics, y'all. All right.